Hey, Jordan Harbinger here from The Art of Charm. Welcome to Minisode Monday. This is your weekly shot of personal development espresso, and I'm happy to be here with you, kicking off the week with something quick and actionable that you can implement right away that'll make you more magnetic and effective. Today, we're back with Commander Chris Hadfield, who was on the show recently discussing, well, everything from living in space for six months to the mindset of an astronaut. This is a little bit of extra tape we had about him going blind in space while outside the shuttle on a spacewalk and what he learned from that. During my first spacewalk, we were outside building a huge robot onto the outside of the space station, real complicated procedure, and nothing was going as planned. And while I was working away, suddenly one of my eyes started hurting really bad and snapped shut, started tearing up, and and I couldn't see out of it anymore. What do you do? I can't rub it because it's inside my helmet. I'm out there on a spacewalk. I got a limited amount of time. It was kind of like, well, I can still see out of my other eye, so that's probably why I got a backup eye, you know? <laughs> yeah. it's, you know. It's like we got two ears, you know, two eyes. So I just kept working. But the trouble is our bodies are designed for gravity. And the reason that your eye tears up partially is because it flushes whatever the contaminant is that's in your eye. It's a modified sweat gland, actually, that's up underneath your eyelid. But it's a very complex chemical mixture that comes out that's the actual liquid of your tears. But it comes into your eyeball, and then it drains. And it either drains down your cheek or in your little tear duct and out your nose. And that's why your nose runs. But it's like a little waterfall. But without gravity, it doesn't go anywhere. This contaminated water just sat there on my eye and got bigger and bigger ball of contaminated water. Unfortunately, until it got so big that it flowed across the bridge of my nose into my other eye. And then both my eyes were contaminated and blinded, and now I couldn't see at all. So there I am, my first spacewalk, my first time outside, and holding on to the outside of a spaceship, and I'm blind. I've lost one of my five senses, probably the most important one. So what do you do? You know, that's the real question. What do you do next? That's always what the question is. You could panic. You might even be forgiven for panicking, but it's probably none of your instincts are right. The things that we have evolved for the last million years as a species on Earth, they were not evolved in the spacewalking environment. (laughs) They were evolved in whatever, the plains of Africa or something where the threats were quite different. So panicking isn't going to help. And when I just took stock, I was like, well, okay, so I can't see. Well, every time I close my eyes, I can't see. How is this any different? I can still hear, I can still taste and touch and smell, and I can still talk. So I can communicate. So let's just deal with it and let's work the problem. You know, is this going to kill me? Well, not right now. So let's move on. What can I do next? And talk to the other crew member I was outside with, Scott Perzinski, talk to mission control. I opened up the purge valve on the side of my suit. And we thought maybe it was one of the purifying chemicals in the suit, lithium hydroxide, that was breaking through because it causes eye irritation. It's a nasty chemical. So we thought, let's open up the purge valve and let my limited oxygen supply blow across my face out of my little pressurized tank and squirt out into the universe. And maybe that will flush the contaminated air out of my suit, and then my eyes will get better. But that's a bit of a gamble, because I only have a very finite amount of oxygen. It's a very odd feeling to be blind, holding onto the outside of a spaceship, listening to your oxygen hiss out into the universe. But So I did it for a while. But eventually, my tears, rather than draining, they were evaporating off my face slowly, but it works. So that whatever was contaminated in the tear was like drying, like a little crust. And so after a while, 
my tears had diluted the contaminant enough that I could see. And so I convinced Houston I should stop purging my oxygen out the space. They're just giving me advice. It's really up to me because I'm the one who's there. But also Scott, the guy I was out on the spacewalk with, and Scott's a really impressive guy. He's climbed Everest twice, and he's a medical doctor and almost an Olympic-level runner and worked with the National Bobsleigh team, and he's a commercial pilot. Really impressive fella. Scott and I had practiced. We hadn't practiced for me being blinded, but we practiced for one of us having some sort of incapacitation while we were outside on a spacewalk, because you might get the bends where you get nitrogen bubbling in your blood, or you might have a radio failure, or you might, I don't know, get an electrocution or have a heart attack or something where suddenly you have to rescue the other person. We'd practiced and qualified to rescue each other. So we knew that, you know, we could help each other. And he even volunteered to come over and said, hey, I can, you know, take you back to the airlock. But it never quite got that bad. So I could have just panicked, just which has sort of been my instinctive reaction. But I had changed my instinctive reactions. I changed my natural bent sort of turned myself into somebody else. And as a result, we got the whole spacewalk done. We got everything done. And we found the contamination in the suit was actually just the stuff that we put on our visor, the anti-fog. It was caustic. It was nasty on the eyes. And there was just some of it had gotten into my eye. It was sort of like putting a little bit of oil and soap into your eye. And so we changed what the anti-fog was made of so it was eyeball friendly from then on. So we learned from it, made spaceflight a little better as a result. And because of all of our preparation and practice, we still got the job done for the day, which in the final measure is a real measure of success. For the full show note with Commander Hadfield with lots more just like this, check out the episode on the Art of Charm podcast that just recently aired here. That link is in the show notes as well. And don't forget about the Art of Charm Challenge. This is designed to help you connect with others, create more productive personal and business relationships, and include step-by-step challenges to help you move forward. There's also a Facebook group with literally over 10,000 other AOC family taking the challenge as well. Of course, AJ and I are in there with the rest of the Art of Charm team helping you all move through the challenge. It's really cool for us to see the growth going on there. It's really, really impressive to see people shattering limiting beliefs and moving forward and doing all this crazy stuff that they never would have done before. I think you'll really love it. It's unisex and it's free. So check it out. Go to theartofcharm.com slash challenge or text AOC to 38470. That's AOC to 38470. Or like I said, theartofcharm.com slash challenge. Get rocking and rolling. All right, everybody. Have a great week.